What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Filipinos of Montreal podcast, Filipino Heritage Month series. This is Terry. And I'm Shari. And today I'm pleased to welcome on this episode a good friend of mine, Gabrielle Malvar. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy that um, you're joining us today. Uh, What's what's been good? What what have you been up to lately, Gab? Well, you know, with the whole pandemic and everything, I've been working from home. So that's really taken up most of my time. Um, other than that, you know, I, I dabble in little hobbies here and there. But for the most part, I'm working from home as the influencer manager for Dead by Daylight, which is a video game company here in Montreal. Nice. And you seem to be in good spirits. So I'm happy to see that. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today's... Uh, this episode's opening question is like I'm really missing food trucks, the food truck scene in Montreal. Right? Yeah, so, I miss the whole summer vibes. Yeah. You know? yeah. So my question is, when you go to a food truck event, which food trucks you usually gravitate to? Mine yes. are always the ones with pulled pork sandwich or puts in. That's that's me. I'm always at that food truck. What about you guys? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's go, Shari. Shari, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a dumpling girl. Mm. you know show my oh yeah just because delicious yeah i i'm craving that right now so i think that that's definitely my go-to or ice cream <laughs> oh, ice, oh you can't go wrong with ice cream right. totally yeah. can't go wrong with ice cream especially now <laughs> especially now <laughs> oh well for me it would be there's this particular food truck that i always go to it's called boite fromage so Ooh. it's the one with like the raclette where they they put that cheese on those potatoes Ooh, and yeah. damn they rock your world so <laughs> i'll always go there <laughs> i've seen these on your stories i think last summer if not the summer before so yeah every <laughs> friday every friday first friday of the month friday, i'll definitely yeah. miss that oh my god all right thanks for sharing that guys so yeah i'm curious how how were your experiences growing up in, uh, in montreal were you always based in montreal no, well, I mean, I've listened to the previous podcast, and all I have to say is everybody has grown up in very different circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I, myself, I was born in the Philippines, and then we moved to Australia. So we mm-hmm. lived there for a couple of years. We got our Australian citizenship, and then we moved to Canada. Um, I don't actually remember what age, just, you good. know, <laughs> we're there. I come to Canada, right? I get my Canadian citizenship. And um, I was raised in the West Island, which is very predominantly white English mm-hmm. Canadians. Um, so I think my upbringing was was very different to the inclusive collective unit that is like the plateau, not the plateau, but like, you know, what's that? What's that word? Uptown? Uptown. 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 There we Uptown, go. Uptown. Yeah. We were far from that completely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me and my brother, we grew up as the only Asians. I would say the maybe one extra Asian at our elementary school. Um, And then when we went to high school, it would be, you know, we started to actually meet fellow Filipinos. And that's when I kind of realized like, hey, (laughs) my enjoyment for karaoke and like like my eagerness to please people and make people happy kind of stems from a collective culture that is the Filipinos. So um, that's where my realization of, of being of that culture kind were of you, existed. Yeah. Were you always comfortable though being Filipino, especially like, you know, being a minority faker in your area? Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say I'm, I'm comfortable. A lot of people around me were very accepting. I didn't even know that there was even a thing to accept. Okay. Um, so 
like being the only Asian, I started to realize that. I started to realize race in general very late. Um, so I really had no problems. I know there's some points in my life where there was a lot of, there was particular points that I could think of where, okay, that was kind of racist. But I, okay. at the time, I didn't really know. Um, I think everybody is rather accepting. I'm very fortunate of that. But at the same time, I know that growing up, you know, you're just you're just ignorant of everything going on. You just want to have fun. So, um, but looking back, there has been some comments here and there, uh, and also like me as a Filipino, um, when I was growing up, especially in high school, I would think to myself like, "Hey, um, I really like this guy, but <laughs> is he into Asians? I don't mm. know." So I think that's the the overall image that I had in my head growing up was like that white girl was the attractive popular chick that I could probably never be <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah yeah but it's funny you mentioned too the uh you know we're a bit ignorant as we're growing up so I don't know if I shared with you guys but I think I was in third grade and we were like drawing these uh pictures of uh pictures just painting extraterrestrials uh -huh. my, my third grade teacher goes hey if you guys want to have an extraterrestrial name ask Terry I'm like what it, it didn't hit me then how ignorant that was but when yeah. i told my parents they were pissed holy crap terry you yes. have a cool name man it's like but they were in this world <laughs> <laughs> but they were wondering if you know maybe my uncles had strange names i'm like oh my uncle's name is michael and they were like okay what's going on so yeah it's like things you just pick up as you're older right but it's yeah. it's unfortunate but it, it is it is what it was um yeah so gab i also hear you have a you're related to a famous filipino figure Oh, famous. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to try to get this right again. Hold on. So it's my great, great grandfather. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident it's that. Um, he is General Miguel Malvar. Uh, he was the last general to surrender in the Philippine-American War of Independence. And yeah, so he's forever... In the Philippine history, we have a city that's Malvar City. We have a museum there that I was very fortunate to go experience the opening ceremony for uh, back in 2016, I believe. Um, but yeah, he's all about he's all about love and family, and so I'm very proud to be part of that lineage. Nice. Well, I, I feel that within you too. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, speaking about 2016, was that when you had the opportunity to kind of like travel Philippines for a few months? So, yeah, I believe, so I went there I, in 2016 to, to spend three months, I mm -hmm. believe, or one month. Oh, <laughs> I really don't remember. But after uh, I came back and then I graduated and then I went back there, I was very fortunate enough for my parents to allow me and even pay to, to gift me to go to the Philippines for eight months to try to figure out what I want to do in life. Um, I graduated in biochemistry and right away I realized that was not my thing. <laughs> so the opportunity to go to the Philippines, really get to know myself, that was, that was a very pivotal point in my life where, um, you know, I was, I was actually learning a lot about my culture and everything. And I thought that was how I, I learned about myself. <laughs> but at the same time, I think you, you have the same experience as myself where we go to the Philippines and we feel like we belong because, you know, I was born there. Um, but at the same time, everything seems so foreign. Mm -hmm. People have different ways of approaching. People have different mindsets that you're not familiar with. That you just, you know, I really hope one day I get to a point where I'm very comfortable in the Philippines. But right now, it, it feels very vacation to me. Okay. 
But do you, do you speak Tagalog? I, I do not. I understand it. <laughs> Thank you, parents. I think, the, you know, um, a lot of people who don't understand Tagalog, maybe they have a similar experience as me, but I grew up learning French. Um, mm -hmm. So my parents really tried to uh, make sure that I learn that fluently okay. and not complicate things. So I think that's why they, they kind of stopped teaching me Tagalog. Okay. What was the dynamic at home? Would they speak to you in French too? Was it English or what was My it? parents don't know French at all. Like, okay. no, okay. yeah. Uh, bless my mom. She still tries. I know she <laughs> listens to some French words in the car. Um, but for the most part, they spoke English. And, and sometimes when they get angry, you know, they speak Tagalog. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, it was definitely English. So it was English and I was learning French at school. Um, it, was, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the topic of learning, um, any major takeaways for yourself uh, while you were in the Philippines? Any, any big learning experience that's kind of shaped you uh, that yeah. you could share? Yeah, like I said, it was a very pivotal moment because I really didn't know what I was going to do in life. And I went there thinking that I would figure it out but I didn't. <laughs> and it was very strange. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very lucky to come from a family that, that, you know, is, is very well off. So when I went to the Philippines, I didn't have to pay rent. Um, I didn't have to worry about where I was going to eat. Uh, and I also had that part-time job where I would travel around the Philippines. I'd go island hopping to review resorts and hotels um, for these like lavish, beautiful places. And then I would come back to the apartment that I do not own, my aunt owns, and I was like, what is next? And I knew for a fact that I didn't want to live in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. um, it, was, it was a learning experience where I had to sit down and realize that, you know, you're, you're at a point where you could have everything you want, just, just pick something. Yeah. And so, so that's when I, I, I applied for Riot Games, which is that video game company that I really love who created League of Legends, a game I always play. And, um, and yeah, so that's when it all kind of started. I applied, they invited me to LA. Um, and then I realized that that was something I really wanted to do. So when I came back with those learnings, I, I tried to pursue my career in gaming. So I learned a lot in the Philippines, but not what I thought I would learn. But I think uh, being in that position brought uh, a lot of awareness for you. Like you, you were you weren't home, so you're kind of yeah. at a critical point to figure out what you wanted to do. And, and like, mm. because of your uh, your new career, you had the chance to like travel to so many different places. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's it's incredible. Uh, again, like I'm so lucky to be in this position. And um, in the Philippines, for sure, I learned a lot about myself. I learned what when you're alone with yourself for eight months. No offense to my family, I see them all the time. <laughs> but when you're really, you're really truly alone, and you have so many options, it's it's paralyzing, and and you get to a point where you know you really have to pick one. Shari, did you want to add anything regarding this topic? Oof, that's. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm just like, yeah, because. Because not everyone has that luxury, right? Like yeah. having um, so many options. And like we think that when we have all these options that it's like life gets easier, but it's it's just as difficult. So yeah, that's that's very interesting. I've, I, I've never heard that, like, um, you know, I've never heard that. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. But I, I, I did want to talk about like um, how cool it is to be related to General Malvar. Yeah. <laughs> um, were you always, 
like was there always a sense of pride growing up um you know i know for me uh like i was never interested in my family history um and i, I guess that also played a part in like how i never really associated myself to the filipino identity growing up but then as i as i was um on that journey of like reconnecting um i got to know my family history and i and it was like mind-blowing did you have that same experience yeah um we have a book actually that has all of our family history and what's That's crazy sick. about being part of this lineage is that they recorded everything so i could pretty much pick this person um uh, general miguel malvar had i believe 12 children and out of those 12 children we're the last one. So we're the last branch, but there's like a whole section, like yeah. a whole population of people <laughs> that, that before us that still holds the Malvar name. Um, my parents, my dad in particular, is always very proud of the Malvar family, not just of Miguel Malvar himself, but also of his grandmother. Um, he always talked about how she was a businesswoman and she owned so many things in the Philippines, and but she still got uh, whenever she would go to a meeting she would always just like take the food home because she's <laughs> like that thrifty and uh, and so uh, that was my main inspiration actually and I don't think he knows that but really having a woman a Filipina woman to look up to that you don't mm. really know but you know that that's that's something us as a Malvar can do um, is pretty incredible so I really hold that dear to me my lineage but I, to be honest I only started really getting into the whole understanding of where I came from in 2016. I didn't really care much for it when I was growing up. I was too concerned of fitting in. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think everyone, yeah, everyone, I think that's something that we all share. <laughs> yeah. And and I, cause I also grew up in the West Island as well. And so like, I, I very much understand where you're coming from. Like, how did you, how did you find the Filipino community or did, if you were ever uh, involved in the Filipino community in Montreal. So I, I have a friend, John Edward. Um, his his mom is very into the community, and uh, she invited us to go to some functions. Um, that's the extent of what I know. It was very fascinating. The first time I went, I believe it was I was still in Sijap, but we went uptown, and there was just like food everywhere we could eat. People were dancing, Filipino singing. You know, I've never seen that in Montreal. So it was really a, a, an awakening for me. Um, I, I love it. I mean, I'm not a part of it at all, but I, I, really, I really think it's incredible how people get together, especially in Montreal. And so I, I know that's a, a very, uh, that's a place that people can go to, to feel included. And uh, I really respect that. Yo, shout out to John Likes Pizza. I know yeah. you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. Always, always send that Instagram, you know? I plug it everywhere. <laughs> Yo, Gab, you know you're one of my closest friends, and I'm just slightly older, but we've, ha we've had the opportunity to, to watch slightly each other grow. Slightly older. Slightly, right? You say this at every, every I try. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I try and be humble. I'm kidding. But <laughs> I'm curious to know, because I've always loved your perspective on, on life in general. What's, how do you perceive growth? What does that oh. mean to you? Yeah. How do I perceive growth? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we always had these conversations, right? Of, of looking back and seeing yourself in a completely different light. Mm -hmm. um, and I think just growth is just an understanding of self. 
even though that doesn't really look like you're growing because you're not really getting anywhere, but it's a, it's an awareness that you have that, you know, this is who you are and it doesn't really fit the mold. Um, and everybody's different. Everybody grows in a different, in a different way. But at the end of the day, I, I really think growth is just, is just knowing yourself. It's not really monetary gain. It's not really, you know, popularity or anything that's social is not growth to me. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would I say it, it's that. I love that. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And now I'm curious to know, what, what inspires you, Gab? What brings you energy on a day-to-day? What brings me energy? Yeah. Honestly, it's like a sense of urgency gives me energy (laughs) when I see something. Yeah. When I see something at work and I'm like, Oh, I need to do this right now. Then that's really where I take action. I'm a very, yeah, I'm a slob. (laughs) Like on a day-to-day basis, if I have nothing to do, I will choose to do nothing. Um, so yeah, I really forgot what the question was because now I'm thinking about sloths, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's all good, yo. Uh, We also like to highlight the importance of learning from your losses on on each episode. Uh, For you, how do you process failure? Oh, how do I, Uh, a lot of thinking, Mm. a lot of of self-reflection that is not necessarily good. Whenever I fail, I always think about it for a long time. But my dad actually, he had a really good saying. When I didn't get the job at Riot Games, he sent me a text and he said, you have four days to cry about it and then get up and try to figure out something else because you know, you're on a good track and you're the smartest girl I know. So I always Mm. take that, you know, you really need that time to just let it all out being like, I did not get what I want, but at the end of the day, you're going somewhere and, and that's what matters. Yo, I love your dad. I love, uh, I love your parents. Like, I, I really feel like they, they get it. And even again, I'm slightly older, but when I, when I met <laughs> you, you, you had such a, a high maturity level. It was like, it didn't feel like our age, you know, it was a barrier. Last question regarding this, this whole topic of sure. uh, what, what is happiness to you right now? What does that mean to you? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I always reference this particular moment. And it was actually in the Philippines. I was on a boat with 10 people I did not know. And we were island hopping. And people think island hopping is like a, like a whoop whoop, but it's actually like a whale. That sounds really weird. But like it's, <laughs> it takes at least an hour or two hours to get to a, a decent other island. Yeah. So, so we're out there. Um, again, people I don't know. I'm sitting at the edge of, in, in the front of the boat. And all I see around me is just blue. And the only thing that you can actually see is, is that line between the sky and the ocean. So I have always remembered that moment where it was a 360 all around blue nothingness. And it made me feel so free because it just, it removes all social constructs. It removes all of your worries and, and fears because you're just out there in a, in a place that's literally nothing. So I always reflected that as my happiness point, but what I've realized growing up is it was a sense of freedom and, and a peace that wasn't necessarily happiness, but just getting away from things that were bothering me in the real world. <laughs> um, so now if I, if I had to say happiness for me really is, is laughter. So oh. I always get such a high when my parents laugh, my brother laughs, a person I like laughs. And, and that really encompasses my day-to-day happiness, for sure. 
I love that take. Thanks for sharing Thank you. that. Sorry, <laughs> uh, before moving over to questions about Filipino culture, do you have anything you'd like to add? I'm ready for Filipino culture. Filipino oh, culture sounds gosh. good. <laughs> Are these um, questions about our actual culture? <laughs> honestly, it's just like, you know, it is Heritage Month. I'm curious, yeah. uh, what does Filipino Heritage Month mean to you? What does it mean to me? I yeah. mean, there's so much, there's so much pride in being Filipino at this specific time of year. Uh, so I, I really embrace the fact that a, a lot of people, a lot of fellow Filipinos are very proud of where they came from, of, of what um, the community or what even like being a Filipino is to other people, which is always in a positive light. Um, so I, I think that's where the pride comes from. And Philippine Heritage Month always gives me an excuse to read that book, <laughs> that General Miguel Malvar book. So. <laughs> But that's what it means to me. It's always a look back. <laughs> and what do you think is uh, important that to share about uh, Filipino culture? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, our food is incredible, if mm -hmm. I have to say. And I'm always super proud. It, it sounds more on the super, superficial side, but I'm always very proud of coming from a collective of islands. There's just a whole bunch of people on like 7,000 islands that happens to be the Philippines. And I'm very <laughs> proud of how beautiful and how colorful these islands are. Um, that's, that's, really, that's really my selling point, you know? <laughs> Whenever someone's like, oh, you're Filipino, I'm like, yeah, you have to come visit the islands. Like, forget about Thailand. Everyone keeps going to Thailand, but really the <laughs> Philippines is where it's at, you know? Yo, yeah, thanks so much. Uh, Thank you. Shari, are you ready for the next segment? Let's do it. I think she's ready. She's ready, Coast. Am so I? Next, next segment. I think I think you've heard it. It's the fastball questions. Sixty yeah. seconds. Okay. As many answers as you can give. Oh no. Um, whenever <laughs> Shari has her buzzer ready, well, we will okay, attempt this. Is this. A test. <laughs> we hear that. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It does the job. It does the oh. job. Oh. So count us down when you're ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh. Ah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> First Tagalog word that comes to mind. Bakit. <laughs> favorite, <laughs> favorite Filipino food. Oh God, my mom's punset. Go-to karaoke song. Super bass Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> favorite spot in Montreal. Um, the the lake view of Point Claire Village. Oh, oh yeah. so West Island. <laughs> it is. It's like ten minutes away. <laughs> Celebrity crush. Oh no. I have no celebrity crush. I'm sorry. There's this really cute Shiba called Kubo on Instagram that I watch. So let's go with that. Who do you think about or what do you think about when I say greatest of all time? Oh, no. No one. I'm really bad at that. Greatest of all time. Whitney Houston. Okay. okay. Longanisa or Tocino? Longanisa. Favorite old school jam? Uh... Stacy's mom, Fountains of Wayne. What's on your Netflix right now? <laughs> Five seconds. My, my brother's K-pop dramas. <laughs> what? Spell your last name backwards. Oh no, R A V L A M. You got it. Yeah. Got it. Did I you actually get that? No, no, not it. really, but like, yeah, you, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm asking if I spelled my name properly. <laughs> I love it when people answer Pansit. They always say my mom's Pansit. Yeah, this is like the second time that we get my mom's punsit. So it's everyone's mom's punsit. <laughs> it's the go-to, man. It I've been eating punsit every week. 
Good for you. Please help me. I, I want <laughs> It means long life. life. It yeah, means exactly. long life. I'm going to have yeah. the longest life ever. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Gab, before uh, closing out, is there any shout outs you want to give out to? Well, we've already shout out John Loves Pizza. Don't mm. forget to follow him on, <laughs> on Instagram. Shout out to Fabian's bike. I think it's his name is Bike Tyson now. It used to be Michael Jordan. That's uh, really good. Major Mike shout Tyson? outs to that. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Shout out to Mary Carr, my first Filipino friend. Um, she really got me through a lot of things and I really hope that she's well. And, and of course, shout out to my mom. Mom, I made it. And, <laughs> and that, that's it for me. <laughs> Yeah, thanks again. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, Thank this, you. This was a lot of fun. It was. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Thank you to both of you. You guys should do one of these podcasts and interview each other. <laughs> we tried. It was a riot. Anyway, oh. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of Filipinos in Montreal, we out.